the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Believing the Bible with Scott Lane and Terry Reed of the San Antonio Bible-Based Science Association with today's message of hope in today's troubled world based on biblical truths. We hope that today's program is enlightening and inspirational. Welcome to Believing the Bible. This is Scott Lane, president of the San Antonio Bible-Based Science Association. And I'm Terry Reed, a director at SAPSA. We are here to reassure you that you can believe the Bible from the very first verse. If there was one place creationists could compromise and gain acceptance, it would be with our young earth stance. Why don't we? The short answer is that we would have to throw away biblical authority to do it. Many people get bored when they get to Numbers and Deuteronomy and start reading all the begats in there. These are lists of people with ages attached as to when their descendants were born. Between the Old and New Testaments, we have lists all the way from Adam to Jesus. A little less than 400 years ago, James Usher, who was then the Irish Archbishop of Armagh, added all of these ages in the Bible up and came up with a date for the creation of 4004 B.C., or about 6,000 years ago. Thus, a very literal reading of the Bible says that the earth was created relatively recently. If we compromise with ages like 4.6 billion years, then we are throwing the text of the Bible out the window. But the Darwinists say that they have radiometric dating, carbon dating, and ice cores, which all point to an ancient Earth. How do we respond to that? When people ask me that question, or how old the Earth is, I ask them, how old do you want it to be? If you want it to be 4.6 billion years old, then the uranium-to-lead dating method would seem to indicate that, but it has been falsified, and we'll discuss that later. If you believe the Bible, the rate research by the Institute for Creation Research has shown helium gas still trapped in zircon crystals underground, which indicates an age of about 6,000 years. If you test how salty the oceans are and assume they were fresh water at the start, it would take about 260 million years for the oceans to get their current salinity content from current water runoff into the oceans from the continents. What this all says is I can show you data for any date you want. Radiometrics doesn't prove anything, and evolutionists know this, and thus they use index fossils to date most rock strata and ignore radiometric dates, which contradict their ideas. All radioactive dating methods except carbon dating have been falsified. What are some examples of radiometric dating being found to be false? From the writings of Admiral Dewey, we know that specific Hawaiian lava flows, which occurred 200 years ago, we know where they are and which rocks they are. But when these rocks are dated radiometrically, they date to 3 billion years old. Mount St. Helens erupted about 35 years ago, but its lava flows date radiometrically to 3 million years. Also, it is logical to assume that the lava flows at the top of the Grand Canyon are far younger than the basalt base at the bottom of the canyon. 
However, radiometrics have dated the basalt base as far younger than the lava flows, and this was done using isochron dating methods, which supposedly take out the daughter element error factor from radiometric dating. Still, this contradiction proves it does not work. In fact, all of these methods have proved 100% wrong when compared to known ages. Incidentally, carbon dating doesn't count. Carbon dating can only be used on something which was once alive in the last few thousand years, and no rock is dated using this method. That's all rebuttals against their evidence. Do we have any positive evidence for young Earth? Sure. We have over 80 scientific clocks which say the Earth is less than 20,000 years old. The chronologies in Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Deuteronomy, and Luke suggest a 6,000 or so year old Earth. If we believe these books and the more than 80 scientific clocks which show a young Earth, then the two are in total agreement. Also, if the Earth is young, then there's no possibility whatsoever for evolution to occur since it requires huge amounts of time. Old or young Earth, the question we should be asking is which does the data support? I know one young Earth evidence is polonium halos and rocks, which show some, ro some rocks were created almost instantaneously, specifically as the Bible says they were. Another are zircons, which are crystals found in the Earth, which can change color when interacting with temperature or water. Several ancient zircons show early interaction with water, suggesting the early Earth was not magma for 500 million years as evolutionists theorize, but formed cool out of water as the Bible says it did. The natural decay of uranium and thorium gives off helium into the ground and the atmosphere. If this type of natural decay has been going on for 4.6 billion years, then there should be a vast amount of helium in our upper atmosphere, since this very light gas would collect there. But when we measure the amount of helium in the upper atmosphere, that huge storehouse is not there. To answer this problem, evolutionists have theorized that the helium is so light that it simply drifts off into space and leaves our atmosphere. However, the laws of physics say this cannot happen, and satellite observations have confirmed that we are gaining far more helium from the solar wind than we are losing into space. The present helium levels in our upper atmosphere shows an accumulation which could have occurred in between 6,000 and 175,000 years, which coincides well with a literal reading of the Bible. Further, ground saturations of helium in the ground and in zircon show that our estimates of how much uranium is in the ground are probably correct, but that this decayed helium simply has not had the time to make its way out of the ground since the Earth simply is not that old. Another young Earth clock is the depletion of the Earth's magnetic field. If we use the current rate at which our Earth's magnetic field is decreasing in intensity and extrapolate that back into history, in just 10,000 years, the Earth's magnetic field would have been as strong as that of our sun. Of course, that could never be true. Evolutionists answer this problem by theorizing that the Earth's magnetic field constantly goes through cycles of strengthening and then weakening at which time it reverses polarity. This has never been observed, however. All of the data we have over the past 400 years shows that the Earth's magnetic field has only been weakening. And if this is true, then it puts a hard limit on how old the Earth can be at 10,000 years. You are listening to Believing the Bible with Scott Lane and Terry Reed. For more information, go to sabsa.org. Right now, we're talking about the very controversial topic, of a young Earth. Another evidence is short period comets. Comets are frequently observed in our skies. They have definite orbits and appear at regular intervals. For example, Halley's Comet appears every 76 years. 
Each time these dirty balls of ice come near to the sun, they boil off a lot of water, dust, and gas, leaving the spectacular tail we see in the sky. Because of this, any comet of normal size will not last more than 10,000 years before it has boiled off all of its mass as it comes near to the sun. Since it is thought that these comets were created along with the rest of the solar system, and comets are still around, that puts a hard cap on the age of the solar system, and thereby the Earth, at 10,000 years. For comets to still be around after 5 billion years of time from the supposed creation of our solar system would require that those comets be twice the size of Jupiter at the start, and we know that could not be so. To answer this problem, evolutionists have theorized what they call an Oort cloud outside and surrounding our solar system, which is composed of comets and other icy debris, and which accidentally bumps a new comet into our solar system every so often. The two problems with this theory is that it is mathematically infeasible for it to be created out of the formation of this early solar system, and it has never been observed. So this is not a scientific answer, but a happy fairy tale by the evolutionists who want to believe the Earth and the solar system are very old. Dr. Russell Humphreys used a biblical model of science to make predictions about our solar system. He calculated the magnetic fields of planets if recently created out of water. Based on their being created 6,000 years ago, as the Bible suggests, he made the following predictions. He, cr he correctly predicted magnetic field strengths of Uranus and Neptune before Voyager measured them. He correctly predicted Mercury's and Pluto's magnetic fields. He predicted that Mars would have a remnant magnetic field, which it does, which occurs when rocks solidify in the presence of a magnetic field. And if planets are billions of years old, then magnetic fields should be very weak. But as Humphreys predicted, they are not, which shows they are young. If you would like a great video on this subject. Get a copy of what you aren't being told about astronomy, our created solar system by Spike Pissaris, an electrical engineer who used to be with the Jet Propulsion Laboratory of NASA. Another evidence is coal and oil formation, and they're a great example. Evolutionists believe it takes millions of years to form oil and, and coal underground. However, experiments in the lab shows that we can make high-grade oil in just 20 minutes using marine and vegetable matter and using natural catalysts found in the earth along with high temperature and pressure, which also would be the environment these materials would be buried under in the earth. So why does it have to take so long? Also, what happens when we drill for and strike oil, Terry? We get a gusher due to the oil and gas being under tremendous pressures. Right, and research has shown that the cap rocks, which hold in such oil reserves, could not hold under such pressures, pressurized oil and gas for more than 10,000 years without cracking under the pressure. This is another striking evidence of this oil and gas and the earth being formed very recently. Another startling point is what we have found in coal and oil beds. In coal deposits, we have found gold chains and a metal bell buried in the midst of a coal seam. Uh, now, now, what disco dino wore that gold chain, you know? Uh, of course, this shows this coal was formed recently while man was around. All this should give us a new conclusion of coal and oil that it was mostly formed during the deluge of the worldwide flood when dinosaurs, man, vegetation, and animal beds were catastrophically buried. 
as described in the Bible. Mineral deposits in the oceans all show they were formed in much less than the 3.5 billion years evolutionists would say that the oceans have been around. We stated earlier that the current salinity level of the oceans could be reached at a current runoff rates in 260 million years. But if the figure in a worldwide flood, but if you figure in a worldwide flood, that number goes down to 10,000. Unfortunately, we don't have the time to go into much more. Uh, we haven't the time to go into uh, more than 80 more uh, young earth evidences which coincide with a literal reading of the Bible. For more information on this and any other creation topic or to schedule a presentation, go to sabsa.org, that is S-A-B-B-S-A dot org, or call 210-599-7240. When you go to our website, you can click on the link to our newsletters, which goes back several years. You can also call 210-599-7240 to request having the newsletter emailed to you, or you can request it using the contact link on our website. Also go to whyshouldyoubelieve.com. That's whyshouldyoubelieve.com. SABSA meets the second Tuesday of each month at 7 p.m. at the Jim's Restaurant at the corner of San Pedro and Ramsey. If you missed any part of the show, you can listen to the show anytime by going to the KSLR website and clicking on the KSLR podcast. Please join us again next Saturday for Believing the Bible. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.